shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth.
For example, I can so program my life that um, let me just use a, you know, car- you know most of the things centered around career and family. Let me just use that as an example. I'm a young boy. I want to be an engineer. It's just an example. I want to be an engineer, and then after I finish school, uh, I'm going to get married to uh, a baby. They get me, and then we're going to have three children. Amen. <laughs> and then by the time we are getting to maybe after five years, we will have our own house, cars, everything has been calculated, planned, savings plan, and all those things is calculated. And it makes sense. Like, you know, and it's hard to it's hard to argue against such a calculation. Because you know it's hard to argue against such a calculation because it has worked for many people. It has prospered people. 10-year plan, 5-year plan, 20-year plan. All those calculations uh, is a carnal mind. It's not that way to put it. Amen. It's the word. It's a carnal mind. As long as you program your life yourself, it is a carnal mind. Now, someone will not say, ah, man, these people are coming again. So we should now not think for ourselves. Holy Ghost, they say spiritually minded, also. Holy Ghost can help you teach. Yes. Yes. Uh, last week, I'm not giving examples of, you know, trusting Holy Ghost in school. And I don't like to test, you know, experiment. Holy Ghost, more times than not, will tell you to go and study. You get me. Amen. Holy Ghost will teach you how to be diligent and walk. Holy Ghost will teach you how to obey your pastor. Holy Holy Ghost will teach you how to go to church. They get me. It's Holy Ghost. Amen. It's the Holy Ghost. All those things that you are afraid of, that he will take away from you. That's why you don't want to submit to him. He has plans for all those things. And all when he's planning it for, or for you for all those things, is planned according to where he's extracting it from, which is no man where the mind of God, save the Spirit of God. Meaning he's, he's extracting the mind of God for you and trying to download in your mind God's mind for you. Amen. So God will help us today, but it's just it's a study, I'm gonna be I'm not going to rush it. We're going to be studying mind. Mind. This mind is a, is a terrible thing. This mind. And I, I, I just tell you a secret with God. God has never been concerned that, oh, it's before I must get 50% of the earth. God, if God has 50% of the earth and they're all carnal minds, the Bible says it's dead. It knows it's, it's nothing. If anything, something is dead, means I have nothing on the earth. So, you know, God can say, oh, people are, okay, people like God. Half of the population of the earth like God, but they are carnally minded. To God, he has nothing. That's how God calculates it. To God, when God is counting, writing up the people, he has zero people. Nobody is living, because all of them have carnal mind. And the end result of the carnal mind is what? Is death. Now, when they say, for to be carnally minded is death, it does not mean you are dead. Physically. 
God is saying that the journey, the program of a carnal mind results in what? In death. It doesn't mean that currently you are dead. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. It means that, that the journey of a carnal mind is going to arrive at a place called death. Or another word is going to arrive at a place called separation from God. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, I'll tell you for the topic again. There is therefore now no condemnation. Amen. To them which are in Christ Jesus, which who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Now, it means that, okay, you get born again. At that moment, you are in the spirit. The fact that you got born again, you have broken, you have broken into, let me not say you are in the spirit, in the spirit, but you are pleased God by getting born again. So that day one, you are pleasing God. Uh, let's say God now checks back in after five years. Because <laughs> after two years from day one, two years has passed and there's no change, no progress report, nothing has changed. You get it. You place God to now, you have received Jesus as God and Savior. But the same mind, the same calculation, the same way you used to live, how you programmed your life before, is the same way you programmed your life after. Five years have passed and God is still seeing that same mind. Excuse me, it's not as though God likes to condemn. Just by seeing that same thing, amen, is already a condemnation. You see, my son, now it's two years old. Imagine I come back in five years old. He cannot talk still. Do you get me? He cannot even obey simple instructions still. I'm not even condemning him. He's still my son. But what happened? By that nature, is a condemnation. Do you get me? Just that, him still being of that mindset. Amen? Him still being, remaining of the same mindset is a condemnation. So God doesn't condemn anybody. It's your state that condemns you. Amen. It's your what? It's your state. The state of your mind that has not moved forward, that has not improved, that has not changed over years. Hallelujah. Amen. I don't know. Are you ready for me today? <laughs> I'm not sure we're ready for today. <laughs> we are teaching today. Amen. We are teaching today. Praise the name of the Lord. First of all, maybe somebody should come and give us a recap from last week. Uh, who, was, who was here? Let me look and uh, help us. Uh, Victoria can help us. Uh, uh, maybe Oiko can help us. I think she's been here a few weeks. She can help us from last week as well. Let's see what. You know how she has been blessed. And Jimmy can help us as well. Amen. Uh, take your time. Take your time. And uh, who wants to go better? Hey, Victoria, you go better. And we're going to go Last week, you are talking about the progression of. Was the possibility 
what does happen to you, Peter? On this rock, will I build my church? Revelation 1. Because he knew that's how he was built. How was he seeing what the Father was doing? He was never, you know, sometimes when you, when you have a, when your mind is still a bit dull, you will picture things. All the things I used to picture back then is that maybe Jesus, when he's sleeping, when the disciples are sleeping, he will travel to heaven. And then I'm going to watch what the Father is doing. <laughs> and after I leave it out again. No! The Father was teaching me my words by revelation. The Father was teaching me my words by revelation. Let's see one witness uh, in Hebrews chapter 12. It's not, it's not anything funny. It's, 
walking in the spirit is the same thing Jesus did. And it's actually very simple. Amen. So let's read Romans chapter 8. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Now, verse 2. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus and made me free from the law. So the Spirit has a law. The Spirit has a law. The law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus and made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin condemned sin in the flesh. Verse 4. That the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Now, so what does the spirit want to bring better in you? Righteousness. So this this what I mean righteousness, I mean. What is in the law is what? Is right. Amen. What is in the law is what? Is right. Now hear me. When you have in the spirit, how it works? If you have the law of any spirit, that spirit, you're giving the spirit away, freedom to come into your life. It works in both negative and positive. Evil spirits inhabit men by men obeying their laws. It's very simple. If you obey their law, they will show. And legally. Every spirit has its law. And the spirit of truth has its law. His law is truth. Have you noticed that when you there you go, you see Holy Ghost like to hang out upon waters. In the Genesis chapter 1, he went to hang out, he was the Spirit of the Lord was upon the waters. What was he doing there? He could have not be hanging out there anywhere. But he was hanging out. He means he has a nature that anywhere his law is, he is there. Anywhere there is waters, there is truth, there is word, he is there. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Let me put it to you this way. Every dimension of an invincible, he leaves a seed that he will be visible. Which is his law. Hold the seed, you will cut you hold the invincible one. Holy Ghost is invincible, but he left the tree that you can use to. I don't know if I'm communicating. I mean, it was that one so uh, this movie said spirit push. I've been working on it. Uh, the spirit will leave you footsteps in the sand. Uh, it was not all the North American ghosts or something. Oh, they have this funny concept. You get me? So there was a time that the guy now found out that the spirit was for the boss, but it seems sand. Just 
necessary footsteps on sand. Amen. Those footsteps are the walk, the path. So if you want to catch Holy Ghost, you follow those footsteps. Those paths they left in the sand. And those paths are contained in His Word. Amen. Amen. We are still seeing things today. Amen. Let's see. Let's see witnesses. Let's see First Corinthians chapter three. Actually, Second Corinthians chapter three. I read from verse five. Not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think anything of ourselves, but our sufficiency is of God, who also has made us able ministers of the New Testament, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. So, an able minister of the New Testament is a minister also of what? Of the Spirit. Not of the letter, but of the Spirit. Amen. For the letter killeth, but the spirit giveth life. Verse 7. But if the ministration of death, written and engraving in stones, was glorious, so that the children of Israel could not steadfastly behold the face of Moses, for the glory of his countenance, which glory was to be done away, how shall not the ministration of the spirit? Be rather glorious. For if the ministration of condemnation be glory, much more does the ministration of righteousness exceed in glory. Now, let's compare verse 8 and verse 9. Verse 8 calls it the ministration of the Spirit. Verse 9 calls the same ministration the ministration of righteousness. So the ministration of the Spirit is what? Is the ministration of righteousness. That's what I want you to see. The ministration, when a man is ministered by the Spirit, amen, what is he saying? Righteousness. So a minister of the Spirit is a teacher of righteousness. Amen. A minister of the Spirit is a what? Is a teacher of righteousness. The opposite is a minister of death. But that one is also glorious. Or a ministration of the letter. Now, I, you know, there's two, there's two wrong connotation that we place on death. In the Spirit, death is not necessarily a bad thing. It is a battle, but it's not necessarily like a battle in the sense that death can be glorious. Amen. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. How do I, you know? Oh my God. Death can be what? Why? It's just definitions of death is different. Do you know what in the spirit definition of death is? Definition.
definition of death is that you are separated. You did it without God. That's the definition of death. But to man, the definition of death can mean life. Oh, we did. Look at what man put together. Look at how glorious it is. It can mean life. It can even have useful things. And God can even use that administration too. To help. They get me? To help get some people more familiar with his name. Or more familiar with his person. So, death is not... I'll help me this way. In earthly terms... What God calls death is not really a bad thing here. That's the better way to say it. In this world, it's not a bad thing. It's not necessarily a bad thing. What God defines as death. What we define as death is that you are suffering in poverty and then you die of sickness and you bury on the grave. That's not God's definition of death. God's definition of death is that this man did it by himself. I say, God's definition of death is what? This man did whatever you did. You get what? Whatever it is you did, you did it by yourself. In God's rotten, it's called death. Why is it death? Somebody asks me, why is it death? It's because somebody is called life. And if you do anything outside of that being called life, you are doing death. It's very simple. Amen. First John chapter 5. Not so. First John chapter 5. Verse 20. He reads, And we know that the Son of God is come, and has given us another. That understanding is life, though. Any understanding you get from God, you know, that you know before, you get that you are just received life. Now here, that we may know Him that is true, and we are in Him that is true, even in His Son Jesus Christ. Now, when they want to define biology, you say biology. This is biology. The study of this, or when God. So, and the same way, when God wants to define things. For example, John 17 verse 2, wants to define eternal life. He said, this is life eternal, that you may know the one true God, and him who we have sent, Jesus Christ. Amen? Now, here, the way to define God, the Son of God, who is God. Amen? The way to define God. So when they really want to ask God, God, who are you? Amen? They want to ask God, God, who are you? This is what God will tell you. I am the true God. And eternal life. Why do they say I'm the true God? It's because there are many people who are claiming to be God. <laughs> and so exactly, all kinds of gods. So the people have made me speak of that name called God. Everybody say I'm the God. What say I'm the God of this world? Because they are taking that name. <laughs> Just a 
day. I am the true God. It means by ah. So then, uh, excuse me, sir, you may call yourself a God. All you have to say. <laughs> Covering. 
Who stretched out the heavens like a curtain now went straight? Who layered the beams of his upper chambers? Chambers, where is, where is somebody's chambers? Where is your chambers? Your bedroom. Where you sleep. What does sleep mean? Where you rest. Where does it lead? Where does it lead? In the waters. Amen? Right? Then those waters, Ephesians 5 26, let's see it. Uh, just for those, what the waters are. Ephesians 5.26 Ephesians 5.26 That he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. That he might sanctify and cleanse our meaning the church by the washing of water by the what? By the word. So where does God rest in his word? Where does he lay the beams of his upper chambers? In his word. Amen. Another witness, Isaiah 66, we read last week. Isaiah 66, we read last week. So said the Lord, the heaven is my throne, and the earth is my footstool. Where is the house that he built unto me, and where is the place of my rest? For all those things have my hand made, and all those things have been, saith the Lord. But to this man will I look, even to him that is poor, and of a contrite spirit, and what? And trembleth at my word. So he laid the beams of his upper chambers where? In the waters in his world. Now, hear me. And who is this God? Eternal life, the true God and eternal. So, if you want to make the true God and eternal life rest in you, what does your soul need to receive? Imagine they download all those waters inside here. Where would they lay the beams of reservoir chambers in you? Are you using the work? The labor. Let us therefore labor to enter into his rest. Without maybe you know what the labor is about, for the word of God is quick and powerful. Shall I enter just what? The designing and sound of soul and spirit. Also, is a is a discern of the thoughts and intent of the heart. Now, this download of waters, the problem is not just the download of the waters. The problem is that as the waters is coming. <laughs> As the one that is coming, it doesn't just find you empty. <laughs> it's coming and it finds that you are a lotion yourself. <laughs> so the problem is not just him coming. He now has a double-edged work. He not only has to come, he also has to fight the, co the current waters you wish you to live. Every man lives by his waters. What are your waters? Your knowledge, your self-existing knowledge. That is what makes you resist the word of God. The only thing that hinders men from hearing the word of God is that they already have a self-existing knowledge that they are using to live. So don't come and attack what I used to be. Don't bring this thing to me. Don't bring anything new to me. I'm already okay. I'm satisfied in how I live my life with my waters. Every 
every man, every man, every man's soul is a walking library of what happens. Hey! But what? But wrong waters. From my mother's womb, I was conceived in waters. Sin. Amen? So, this whole world is an environment of sin. You are learning, learning, acquiring, acquisitions, picking things, wrong things, wrong waters, dirty waters, bad waters. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. So, when God is sending his own waters, it's tough. It is a tug of war. Because you don't want to let what you, you used to prosper go. The evil that you have used to prosper in life and living. Many times you want to let it go. Not so? Let's see Isaiah 28. And we are coming back to this righteousness thing again. On verse 14. Wherefore, hear the word of the Lord, this compliment that rule these people which is in Jerusalem. Because ye have said, we have made a covenant with death, and with hell are we at agreement. When the overflowing scourge shall pass through, it shall not come unto us, for we have made lies our refuge, and under falsehood are we made ourselves. Therefore, thus said the Lord God, Behold, I lay in Zion for a foundation a stone, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. He that believeth shall not make haste. Verse 17, judgment also will I lay to the land, and righteousness to the plummet, and the hail, the hail shall sweep away the refuge of lies. It's a flood. The hail, hail is waters, and then and the water shall overflow the hiding place. The hail. Amen. And the water shall overflow the what? So the hail is judgment, the waters is righteousness. But hail is also a form of water, it's just stone, stony water, like ice blocks. In the realm of judgment, it's stony. So stone out the, <laughs> the stone of the color mind. What would judge that color mind finally is judgment, not just righteousness. Everlasting life, and those ones are souls. They have to not kids. Yes. But righteousness, the realm of Christ is a flaw. Many waters. That's why you read many waters, many, many waters, many waters, many waters, many waters to flood out many things. Praise God. And so, you may, anybody who is subscribed to this kind of journey of the doctrine of Christ, there's no way you won't get weary. Are you hearing me? There's no way you won't get weary. Do you know what's wearing you out? I'm tired. 
We are not okay. Yes. And when the Lord is weighing the beams of his upper chambers, he's not in in he's not in his enemy's waters. <laughs> he's in his own waters, meaning his own Christ. Amen. So when you are still in progress, God has measures of blessings. Amen. But that one called the true God. Amen. The one, the, that last landing. I said the last, uh, the last landing. That last landing doesn't land. That last landing doesn't land until when the sea of soul is all his waters. Is what? All his waters. Because God is light. And in him there is no darkness at all. So, any hiding place is a place of darkness in the world. Praise God. Amen. Are you seeing this cause? This, this cause? Do you know God knows that not many people finish this cause? And he knows that when God is talking, that's what he's showing for people. <laughs> that's why he just knows what it is. He says, For many are called. Hey, for many are called. But few are chosen. If God doesn't show you mercy, you won't finish his course. Because of the elongated of the stretch of it. Because the problem too is not just that God said, I told you it's not just if maybe if your soul was baby, if, if, if the person that is baby that just born again can receive all the word of God, that baby instanter. That's why God loves children. When God is seeing children, not seeing too much darkness. He likes to have You like it. You have married it. 
You are using to cross and you are using to, to leave. And that's the, that's the problem. So when God waters is coming, what are you? you have, even right now, there's a warfare, there's a talk of war in your soul. There's a, there's a struggle. Every single time righteousness comes to a man, there's a struggle. And that struggle is an elongated struggle. Do you know where Satan hides? He hides in our false knowledge. Yes. They call it the Cheruba covering, covering cast. He hides in our ignorance. Meaning ignorance of God, but knowledge of this world. That when this man is that is it, ignorance, not just somebody who did not go to school. Do you know what the some of the most ignorant people? Are those who are the most learned in this world? Yes. Do you get me? The most ignorant people are those who are the most learned in this world. The more knowledge you have, false knowledge you have, the more ignorant you are of God's things. Check it. I don't know if I testify that it's easier to do evangelism in Africa than here. <laughs> Is that they don't have any base, any knowledge of God at all. I thought that they were a Christian nation. I thought we, they, were, they are the ones we are. So now I don't know. I no elementary knowledge of scripture, nothing. Nothing. No, you know, in our Bible, let me even if you have not born again, at least your parents will see you, see you read. But when the Muslim man said, put some Bible, has some, some free, free knowledge of the Bible and some stories. I think she did shocks me when I talk to someone. I know sometimes no base at all, no way to move platform. You know, they never just like they never read Bible in their life. <laughs> I'm going to you know the colleague of mine, who is a Christian so uh this one has a this is a big miracle, she's not a king now. Ah thank God. She is from one of those Eastern European countries. And I think God, no, see, that God has to get out praying for her too. Good soul, nice person. But in those Eastern European countries, you know, they are communists. They shut down churches, they shut down everything. No base, no knowledge. When I don't want to talk about anything, I'm just like, because the tired. Praise the name of God. Hallelujah. 
Are we now saying this? Let's go back to Romans chapter 8. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. So what does it mean to walk after the spirit? God. Was he also the spiritual man? 
yet they had fish and bread. And the Lord proved to you that spirit, spirits can eat. You will say, oh no, it's because, it's because, it's because you are not yet that. Excuse me, who cooked fish and bread after resurrection? But when the disciples were willing to catch fish, they could not catch. Then they saw someone across the shore. They said, what is going on there? Who had prepared a meal for them? <laughs> fish and bread. He cooked, it was their chef that night, dinner. You need to, I think, I was thinking now that in the red one, red, the thousand year reign of Jesus, I, I don't mind you can be cooking for him. What is this thing so? Do you know, do you know if you eat your foundation? It will shock you. <laughs> Just like you don't put fish together in the soup like you cook it. Keep that. 
because that right now the ICC has right. Amen. You know, there's somewhere in the sun that we call black hole. That the sun has so much light that when you get there, because your retina, your eyes are cannot comprehend the light, the thick light in the sun. It looks like darkness to you. That's how God is. If when he visited Abraham, Genesis 15 received there, he said a horror creates darkness. Then after that, I now saw fire, red and flame, and a smoking furnace. He saw God came to take the sacrifice. But first, he couldn't see anything. Because of the wonder who God is. Too much light, we don't have the eyes out. The eyes out to see. So I just saw this realm of deep darkness. Then later, after some time, just there, I now saw a face in the darkness. Hey! And you know, the face was the whole thing, the whole face. That's what kind of encounters we all do. We risk it. And I'm not talking to this face. You know, some of my issues. The revelation of Christ comes in the wilderness. 
accomplish his journey in the wilderness. But in the revelation of God, uh, be ready, this one is between you and God. You have to be ready to go all the way if you want to have God. Not minding. Amen. That was Paul. Now you know the story. We're visiting Paul's story from 1 Timothy chapter 4. He had finished the revelation of Christ. God said, it was Satan that was doing those things too. But God allowed Satan to do those things. The master said, forsaking me. Alexander, you come back to me, but God allowed Satan to do those Why? To show Paul that in this realm, be ready to go it alone if necessary. If you want to go to God, you must be ready to go it alone if necessary. That was what they were preparing Paul for, his next level. Because after righteousness is peace, and joy comes to everlasting life. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah, somebody. Amen. Amen. Verse 
6. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God. That's the mystery of God. The everlasting Father, the mystery of the Father, the Prince of Priests, Christ, meaning the Son of Peace. Because the Father is the God of Peace, who shall bruise Satan under your feet shortly.
So you two will not need hey, 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 unrest. You need to labor. Hey, I've not gone on vacation for two years. Look at my life. You see, look at my life. At least last night, let's go to PC. Because they built 
they are facade around earning that high amount. What's the facade? Every year they must do at least two trips. And those two trips will cost maybe $10,000 together. That's one of the facades. And those things are, that thing is called a standard. That it will take out, it will take out the vacation from them. They will not be okay. You know, over this winter period, there were some scandals with government officials. Why they were locking us down? Well, they, what are they doing? They are going to vacation Hawaii. They couldn't help themselves. They, they probably knew that they, they thought the people would not like it. But they are too used to it. It's so much of their life that they can't, man. We have to take a break, man. We have to go. <laughs> so there was, one, there was one that we heard that the guy would... <laughs> that they quickly pre-recorded some messages. And they would send during over the Christmas period. They now went to Hawaii. So the last time they met their Christmas message on December 25th from their office. They get out of the office. Praise the name of the Lord. One thing that I don't know if I can do anything really helped us define 
he take them into career. You get it. The amount, you know, when it's some occasion, when you say, oh, what do you want to be? Oh, I want to be an artist, Richard. Oh, that's okay. That's nice. That's cute. Try saying that in the... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. 
okay, maybe I'll be saving on the side. You will drop that thing. Once definition, once you, you they win a battle in definition, everything else was proud of them. Everything else was proud of them. Why is it that when we came, I'm still using the example of school. Amen? It's not like we had money to pay school fees. You get most of us, we struggle with it. We labor with it. Yet, our friends here, they get me, they have all the access to pay anything they want to pay, yet they still don't want to do it. What's the difference? Intent. Whatever your intent is, you almost die for that. You will deal for it. So, we will deal. Definition in your life has what? 
has one year. Now, because are you still with me? Now, what is the intent? I want to, I want to be an engineer. I want to go to school. This one is practical, so everybody will see this too. Now, once you've decided, amen, that I want to do nursing, I want to do engineering, I want to be a doctor, and you are talking, they are being that will engraved in you, and it's there. You know what will happen? Then you will now start thinking. The next question, those are now thoughts. The first one is intent is the root. Thought is the tree. Write it. Intent is the root. Thought is the what? Is the tree. So based on what you have doggedly decided to do, you now start thinking of how do you go about it? Which school should we apply to? University of Alberta, or uh, University of Manitoba, uh, University of Manitoba, the engineering program is not the one we are looking for. They get it's where, where all those judgments are coming from where? All those thoughts are coming from the roots. So the tree that grows is coming from that root. But those thoughts, you now start thinking, okay, how do we now, okay, now that we are going to the ambition, how do we now pay the school fees? Then the whole family will come together. Well, then we will pay your first year. Then after that, we will be seeing how we can be doing installments. Do you see that? Where are all those thoughts coming from? From the, from the core, what you want to achieve, the intent. But think about it, somebody just comes now and says, Okay, I want to achieve, I want to be a, I want to be an engineer. Okay, now let's calculate how much it's going to cost for the whole four years. Hundred thousand dollars. And if your intent is not strong enough, ah, that's it. Let's stay in Lagos and go to uni then. Or you know, like, just go, just go small thing, lasso. <laughs> yeah, but thank you diploma. Because when they say hundred thousand dollars, ah. Amen. Are you seeing that? But when you when your intent is strong enough, you won't see hundred thousand dollars as a as a stopping point. Then everybody will now come together and start putting money together. How do we achieve this? Okay, we can't pay the hundred thousand dollars at once. So is there a way we can do it that okay right now? Okay, right now I can give ten thousand dollars. Then that's okay. But when okay, you know what? So if we can start with ten thousand dollars right now, I go there. You know, I'll find a job. Is that not the discussion we have with? So that is that I'll find a job. Okay, if let's say I'm now getting this, maybe I'm going to save like five thousand dollars a year or a semester. I will add that, then that will add your own. That's those are the discussions. Where are all those discussions, all those thoughts based on where? Intent. This is what we want to do. This is what we are going to do. Then you see the obstacles, then thoughts begin to arise and how to overcome the obstacles. To do what? To achieve what? Your intent. Now, if the foundation of the righteous is structured, if that intent is wrong, what's your direction? If all that you are laboring for, you are building thoughts for, or want to overcome it, if all that weather, all that thing you are building up, all the knowledge you are trying to build up to achieve, you are trying to achieve something, and that something you are trying to achieve is what? Is wrong. Ah, we are finished. Praise the name of the Lord. I will wrap up now. So, 
quick and powerful. God knows that hmm, he cannot just come for you again. You will fight him, you will beat him, you will him, you will you lock the door and you give it. You give it away the <laughs> Because that intent you are talking about it. Who put it there? It wasn't him. It was Satan. Through the love of this world. Amen. He put things in us that are wrong intentions. Your intent is your end. How you want to end up? Do you have a question? Very asking. Yes. Thank you. 
And if your intent is not eternal life, then it means something else is your intent. If all your dream, everything that I'm doing, my work will, after I make the money and I'm eating, and family I'm eating, whatever is left is for God, for the prosperity of kingdom of eternal life. If you are not and reach and right that place, you still you still have something else you want to achieve. I, that's why I say it's the, it's the end. Please, so don't feel bad because nobody is there yet. They get me. Some are closer than the others. Praise God, don't feel too bad. But if intent means, I told you, what is intent? Rules. You build the entire tree on that intent. And as I don't say that thing, it looks big. How can I have eternal life be my intent? Okay, how am I going to achieve eternal life? <laughs> what does it look like when I have eternal life? You see that? So at least let's pursue something that we can as achievable. But anything that the, your end that is not God is a wrong intent. It means this now, hear me. Glory to God. Glory to God. Now, hear me. If, oh, I love God, but I, I want to achieve certain things. Maybe I can't tell you. I want to be married. I want to have any certain amount of money. I still have those, those things that I really want to. Now, if a man has a wrong intent, praise God, which will generate wrong thoughts as well, what will happen is that Satan has buttons in you. You get it. What will happen is that you can be tempted on the way. You get it. You can be tempted on the way if you hold on to that wrong intent. Now, Brother Demas, Brother Demas, Many people love the world and they have thoughts of things, vanities they like. But for Brother Demas, it was a lot. It was his rules. It was his what? His rules. It's what made him depart. Even after hearing Johnny will fall for over a decade, hearing righteousness. But he still had the wrong intent. And in the wrong intent meant the wrong expectation. Now this is the problem with wrong intent. I told you intent produces thoughts. And thoughts become your expectation. Now imagine if, oh I love God, let me be hearing his word. But all those wrong expectations are not coming to pass. What would you do? That's why we get offended with God now. You will get offended. You will get offended. They are not all the wrong, all the wrong expectations that you develop. Out of the wrong intent in your life. What will happen? That's what can make you depart from God. Are you now making you see sense? You see why? So the word of God can help you. This is now care Christ wisdom. The word of God is a center of the thoughts and the intent of that. God knows that you can't just go for your intent, which is your refuge of life, it's like that. Because you love it. Because it's your dream. You get, imagine coming to spoil your dream. 
Right, Grace? So imagine they just come and they just scatter your tree. Everything you ever hoped for. Somebody just come and you will hate that person. Do you get it? They just scatter your tree. Everything you ever hoped for. Praise the name of the Lord. I remember a few years ago, I almost, <laughs> I taught a dream of ours. Amen. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. As you are shaken by it. But thank God she's looking now. Amen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Amen. But, praise the name of the Lord. But anybody who shoots at your dream, you will begin to dislike that person. You will begin to have some offense against that person. Why? Because the person wants to kill your dream. Not so. So you will call the person your
grace in the world. So, when God wants to help you, He won't start calling for that angel. When the main angel of life means you like it, you will not see it as a good thing. Ah, no, God don't want me to be rich and to this and all of that. So, the first thing, if I ever try to act, the first thing you say in your mind, say, ah, but God does not, God don't want us to. We never will. That's why we don't, we won't go there yet. But we first judge the thoughts. The word of God, which is the flood of the water's righteousness, will first come after wrong thoughts. And wrong thoughts brood, brood wrong expectations. You first come after that first. You first be judging the wrong thoughts first. Judging it until by the time, you, by the time your thoughts are so judged, you will start feeling, you will be having, you will be having, there's a, I'll, I'll give you two. I'll give you two ways you can begin to know your thoughts are being judged or your thoughts are being purified. The first way is that uh, by default you think about the Lord. Scriptures running in your head. Revelation. There are many times when one thoughts come, you are able to fight them back with what? The righteousness. With what you've been taught. That's one of the first evidence. For time I'll leave the other one. That's one of the first evidences that righteousness is overwhelming you. You wake up in the morning, you're thinking the Lord, you're part of the daylight, screaming to praising the Lord. So for that righteousness is to judge thoughts. Now, when a man's thoughts have been judged and they are becoming pure, and then you have enough warfare, weapons of warfare, righteousness, to beat down thoughts. Then God will not be ready to visit that intent. Now, when God is ready to visit the intent, you can be offended. Even though you have all the righteousness, you may, you may still be offended. Can we appreciate God today? We're going to continue in this stream. Romans chapter 8. Righteousness is this righteousness flower. Uh, let's appreciate God this afternoon. Father, we thank you for today. Thank you for how you have helped us. Thank you for how you are blessing us. Thank you for how you have blessed us. We lift up your holy name. Father, I pray for all those who are hearing you today and those who are online that this message, Father, will reach them at the point of their needs. That you will visit us in righteousness. You will cleanse our thoughts. You will wash us in the name of Jesus. And you will get us ready for eternal life in heaven. For going for God. We are going to God, though that song is supposed to be better than intent inside you. And intent, we are going for God. God is my reward. God is my intention. God is my see what I want in life. God, whatever it looks like, God, eternal life. All my life will be built upon the rock called God. All my life will be built upon the rock called the pursuit of God. In the name of Jesus, we begin to form the right rock as a foundation in our souls. God, God, God. Christ, Father, God. Christ, Father, God. God, the God of glory. Even the true God and eternal life. We'll build all our house. We'll build all our trees. We'll build all our thoughts upon that rock, upon that foundation, upon that intention. In the mighty name of Jesus. Help us, my Father, for we give you praise. For in Jesus' name, we are prayed. 
Amen. Amen. God bless you, everyone. Thank you for joining us again today. I will see you uh, next time. Amen. Cherubim shine forth. You 